Okay, take two, because something went horribly, horribly wrong the first time. Avoid those mistakes. But now you're probably wondering, what are we all doing here? Well, we are the Happily Wedded Weirdos. I'm Juby. I'm Frank. And today we will be discussing the story of La Llorona, also known as the Weeping Woman, who is a very popular uh, legend in Latin American folklore. And of course, because she comes from different stories, different cultures, we'll be talking about kind of the basic origin, what the story is, and how it varies across the regions. And let's just dive right into it. So, according to legend, there was once a beautiful woman named Maria who lived in a small village. She was known for her stunning looks and charm, and many men were captivated by her. One day, a wealthy nobleman passed through the village and saw Maria. He was instantly infatuated with her and proposed marriage. She accepted his proposal, and they had two children, a boy and a girl. However, as time went on, his attention began to wane, and he started neglecting Maria and their children. And he would often leave for long periods of time, only to return and spend time with other women. Um, and she ouch. found out about that. What happened? No, I said, ouch. Yeah, That's it's not messed cool. up. It's not cool, bro. But I don't think anyone that could just do that, you know, just marry someone you just met. That well, should happen. Let's not bring Frozen into this. <laughs> I don't need a copyright strike by fucking Disney. Um, so now she's abandoned and betrayed. And instead of him being... So since he's not around, she takes everything out on her kids. And um, she takes him to a nearby river and drowns them. And as soon as she realizes what she do- she's done, she also kills herself because obviously, like, you know, she destroyed everything good in her life. So, in some versions of the story, uh, she is denied entry to heaven because of her heinous act, and she's condemned to wander the earth for all eternity, searching for her lost children. She usually appears by bodies of water. She's dressed in a white gown with long black hair covering her face and heard weeping and wailing, hence the name La Llorona. And, I don't know, it's... I'm sure other people are picturing this, but that sounds like the girl from The Ring climbing out of the well. Mm. So... I find that to be a very interesting, and that's in a lot of like the grudge, the ring, like a few of the Japanese horror films, there's a girl that looks like that. I think there's just something scary about a soaking wet, pale corpse with long black hair. Well, in Asian culture, um, from I remember when I was a kid in school, we read a book, I forget the name of the book, but it was talking about, you know, tsunamis and how a lot of them, you know, dealt with with tsunamis in Asia and you think about it like that they always adapt to the horrors of the real world. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you said about, you know, Dracula's fear of foreigners, Frankenstein's fear of science. Well, it, it makes perfect sense then that a lot of these um, monsters, ghosts, whatever, what have you um, in Asian culture, um, they have, um, these characters that come after their fear of water. Yeah. Well, and it's, there's always kind of, I notice this a lot, and we talked about that in the mermaid episode too. There's a lot of characters that are female with water and like that fear, I guess, of vengeful spirit coming to take you in the night into the dark, cold depths of Davy Jones. <laughs> 
Um, and there is a story. I will do a probably a mini episode on this because I don't know how much I would actually get. I'll see how much research I do. And if there's more, I'll do a big episode. But there is a story from Long Island in Lake Ronkonkoma of a native princess. Because always a native princess. Don't know why. Um, and she was in love with a colonist. And uh, I think he killed her or her pe- his people killed him or she killed him. Somebody got killed. Anyway, she haunts the lake and she drowns young men who remind her of him. Um, but I'm going to do a deep dive into that at some point. But I thought that was pretty cool. A lot of unexplained drownings in Lake Ronkonkoma. Deep so. dive into the waters that poor men have drowned. I'd play a rimshot sound if I had any actual technology. Punch. <laughs> um, so basically this story kind of is for parents to use. It's just to tell their kids, stay away from the rivers and lakes at night. You know, you don't know what could be out there. And it's a very big part of um, Latin American folk culture. So now the origin of this, there were some uh, real life stories that kind of related to it, but nothing like concrete. Unfortunately, it has happened so many times since the story. Um, I was told the story when I was maybe seven or eight, but um, there was, you know, Andrea Yates who drowned her children. I believe Diane Downs was the uh, one who drowned her kids in a car. There have been multiple stories of this. Too many. Yeah, unfortunately. And um, <clears throat> so this, the first kind of time point of where the story came from was around the early colonial times. So that would be pre-Hispanic because they weren't technically in some of these countries yet. Um, and a lot of the uh, story concepts do originate of a dynamic between a Spanish conquistador and an indigenous woman because, unfortunately, we were, you know, pretty abused by the Spaniards in every way, shape, and form. And um, the most common lore about her is her being indigenous who murders her own children, which she had from a wealthy Spaniard who abandoned her. And, you know, that kind of became part of the hispanic part of it and now as it's come to america it's filtered through different cycles of american culture and stories and things like that um so the earliest documentation is traced back to around 1550 in mexico city um sometimes there are but there are also theories of her being connected to the um aztec mythological creation stories one of them is the hungry woman and that includes a story about a woman who's always crying out for food Although, for me, this one's a little bit like, you know, starving versus crying for her children. I think the starving person's probably not really super connected. Um, No, I don't think so. No. And then the motherly nature is compared to, and I apologize for any Spanish word I have to say, Chihuacotal, which is an Aztec goddess of motherhood. And it's... um, it's you have to look up all the Aztec stuff because their mythology is so vast and unknown to us, and it's really really interesting. Um, they also have Kotliku, who is known as Our Lady Mother, or Tonatzi, who's compared to the Virgin de Guadalupe, who's a big uh, mother figure in Mexican culture, and um, a monster that devours fi- filth or sin. So 
I think in some of the stories with La Llorona, they weren't married. They just had sex out of wedlock and he left her to go back to his wife. And that's why she drowned the children. Um, which again is relatable, unfortunately, to some real life tales where women killed their children to be married to some piece of shit. Um, but of course the tale has been passed down through generations of Mexico, Central America, South America. And um, there's also a legend within these cultures called La Malinchi, a woman who played a significant role in history. She was the interpreter for Hernan Cortez and mother to his child. Um, she's revealed to be, she's revered as the mother of the Mexican people and condemned as a symbol of betrayal for her assistance to the Spanish. Again, that's going to have to be a deep dive because there is so much to cover in that, that I could not do that in the time that I have, but one day, um, the concept of a weeping female spirit is in, you know, different, different types of mythology. Um, some people show Eve from the Bible as kind of a sad mother because she fucked over her family, I guess. No, Um, she's a sad mother because Cain slew Abel. Well, yeah, but he, so, well, I don't know, because then I I wouldn't connect that necessarily because, again, she's not the one doing the killing. So I don't know how she would be associated with Yeah, that kind of surprises me, too. Also, Lilith from Hebrew mythology, which I've heard things about, and, um, Practicing witchcraft, I know a little bit about her, but I don't know enough to really explain that one. Um, Then there was an investigation done by an author named Ben uh, Radford, and he discovered similarities between La Llorona and a German folktale, Die Rieselfrau. German is so ridiculous. I, every time I hear it, I'm just like, I can't believe this is a fucking language. It sounds like a Star Wars language. Um, probably makes me a bad German. I don't know. I'll live. Um, but this folktale dates back to 1486. She also shares similarities with ancient Greek tales such as Lamia, who was a demigoddess that out of jealousy kills the children of other women due to her own loss. Oh. Yeah. So there's a lot of different stories that we have found and obviously in america i told you about lake ronkonkoma um there are some other tales I, this isn't like a la llorona thing but um if you've ever heard of american tragedy uh which is definitely something i want to cover on here as well uh basically grace brown was murdered by her um husband or her uh baby daddy because she was pregnant and um her ghost is said to haunt the lake where she was drowned and she would be dripping wet and wearing, I think they say she wears a white dress, but she has a big gash on her head from where he hit her. I think the Ronkonkoma thing is on the other tape, Jube. So why don't you tell the audience about Lake Ronkonkoma on the new tape, Jube? Yeah. That's definitely true. Um, and then there are a few um, parallels between her and like some of these... Uh, just other mythologies like i said every every country like and one of the reasons we did the mermaid episode is because every country has its own cryptid or ghost or whatever but there's always like a similarity to them like we've all kind of traded stories over the generations and hundreds of thousands of years so i think that's pretty cool to hear different versions of it 
Um, and the other thing that I definitely notice is a lot of it seems to start in Mexico, but it kind of could be from some of the, um, some of the other indigenous stories as well. Because of course, like we said with the mermaids, you know, you have the Haitian stories and um, the stories that were brought from other parts of Africa that were around. So pretty interesting stuff. Also kind of sad, but you know, this is the main one that people know in terms of the kids. So the next timeline, um, let me see. In late Mexico, 1519, the Florentine Codex held a great significance as an important text. And within its pages, there is a quote describing the uh, omen of a woman shouting and weeping. And you can hear her cries piercing the night. And it was talking about the impending departure of her children. So she hadn't done it yet. Um, And that one also has some ancient roots predating the arrival of the Spanish. So, I mean, they found things from the 19th century by a Mexican poet um, named about a woman named Rosalina who met the tragic end at the hands of her husband. And also, I mean, I thought this in the beginning, even though this has nothing to do with water, it reminds me of corpse bread. Like it's kind of the same story. Except for the kids. He just meets up with her, proposes to her and then murders her. I guess that's a story. I mean, Murder in the Red Barn was another story similar to that. Murder in the Red Barn is a really good one. It reminds me of American tragedy. Very similar. I mean, unfortunately, you know, these women get betrayed by these people who they think are in love with them, but they're not, you know. And when they get pregnant, they can't walk away from that the way, you know, a guy can. And they end up getting murdered. Just to because they're a risk to their reputation, I guess. Well, it always seems like the child is always the one that's like the main victim because it's like even if you kill the mother, the baby dies with her, and if she gives birth and then you abandon her, she kills the baby. So it's like the poor kid is just always the one getting the short end of the stick. Well, it's like it's like um, divorce. They always say the kids suffer the most in bad divorces. Yeah, but um. Again, each region has a different type of story. She's kind of just one. um, She's the blueprint for all of these other things. Um, There is, there are actually a few different variations depending on what country you come from. Um, A lot of it is related to Mexico, but I'm going to tell you about a few others. Um, One of the legends, this one does not give me the origin of it, but uh, one of the legends is that she was, um, so they had the wedlock and whatever, and she was afraid that he was going to kidnap them and have them raised by the new wife and just ignore her. I don't know which version that's from. I've never heard it, but uh, I guess that would make sense as to why she'd feel the need to kill them. You don't want someone else raising your kids. Kind of like in the uh, in Fatal Attraction type of situation. Um, so let's go to Mexico first. Mexico had a haunting tale 
of La Lorena, Yorona. Jesus Christ, I cannot talk. Um, and again, search. It's it's a cautionary tale for kids. You know, you just like don't want to fucking have your kids down by the river playing in the middle of the night because you got her running around out there. And if I remember what's going on in the mermaid thing, you got the Cayman man out there. And I don't want to see his ass either because, you know, you remember he's the half alligator person. Which... There's a lot of stuff out there. Just stay inside. Don't go outside. Yeah, don't go outside at night and don't go by there. Just stay inside. Play your Xbox. It's fine. Or PlayStation. If you want a superior experience, you play, play PlayStation. PlayStation. <laughs> I can't even argue that because I don't play <laughs> Xbox anymore. <laughs> I have it and I love it, but I've like, honestly, uh, Nintendo. I really miss N sixty four, which we have. You know, we do know we have it, but like, I don't know. I really liked the uh, Mario Party and stuff. Which uh, we have. You don't play with Frank because he gets. If you've ever watched. Um, like a soccer match and you just see that one dad that's like freaking out over his six-year-old not being able to kick the ball. That is what playing games with him feels like. I was... He does not understand how bad I am at it. And it just blows his... He's like, why aren't you doing that? Just press the button! Yeah, I think you're... You need like a game that it's like a you just make like a couple of decisions and that's it, and the rest of the game spam. plays out for you. I button spam. I know. Well, that's also good for like Mortal Kombat things like that. Street yeah, but sometimes I button spam because I'm like, oh, maybe I could do a fatality, and I never can. Yeah, me neither. Those that's fucking fatalities. The arms, they need like easy fatalities. You don't need to like fucking do a million goddamn fucking buttons, especially if you, if you just did that fighting the <laughs> fucking guy. I don't, but I'm not looking at my finger, so I don't know what the combination was. And, God, I never understood why they had to make that so complicated. He's going to drown me in the river if we ever play Cuphead together again. Um, Cuphead, Cuphead is such a hard, it's a great game. It's a funny show. It is. Damn, hard. is it a hard fucking game. Holy God. I mean, I beat it, but damn. Yeah, let's not talk about how that went. That's a that's whole like other an, podcast. That's an achievement. In and of itself, beating that game. If you beat it, congratulations. <laughs> anyway, um, so because Back to so the murder of children continue. Well, yeah, we try to keep it light here, every now and then. Thank God nobody actually, you know, has died. But well, maybe I don't know. We'll we'll say that it's a um, realistic, scary story, a cautionary tale. Um, but uh, like I said, because it comes from Mexico and it's so well known in Mexico, there is a lot of artwork. Um, there's a lot of stories, songs, things like that, that you can kind of connect to Mexico of the uh, La Llorona legend. They even have a um, theatrical performance in Ziochimilico, uh, which is a borough in Mexico City. And they have, um, and it comes along with Day of the Dead. So if you know what Day of the Dead is, they kind of have a similar celebration with La Llorona. Now we move to Guatemala, which is, um, this version has her entangled in the affair story. So she decides to kill her child, who is a secret from her husband because she had sex out of marriage with somebody else. Uh, that's actually a new one. I don't think I've ever heard her having sex behind her husband's back. Um, 
but this one, she only has one kid, and she, um, I guess, somehow hides a pregnancy from this guy, because I guess he's a fucking idiot. And she kills the child so that he doesn't know about her affair. So, because of this, she's condemned to an eternal afterlife, doomed to search for her lost son in every watery abyss. Her mournful cries echo through the night, earning her the name of the Wailing Woman. And you can hear her sometimes say, my children, my children. This is actually close to what I heard when I was growing up. Um, and... I was about to ask, what was the version that your grandmother said, but you just answered that. Oh, no, we're going to get there. Oh, I have okay. the Puerto Rican one. I found that one. Um, but here's what's interesting about this one. If you hear the cry very far away, that means she's close. If it's heard nearby, she's far away. That's, damn, that's that's actually scary because it's the complete Yeah, go opposite. fuck with you like that. You think you're safe. Oh, yeah, the voice is far away, so I'll just move, move and then she's right behind you. Damn, that sucks. Just, you know what? Here's a good rule of thumb. If you live in the middle of nowhere and you hear noises, stay inside, grab a gun, grab a beer, sit at your window with the gun pointed at it, and just wait for sun to come up. Just do that. Um, and if you do encounter her, you are claimed by the afterlife and you disappear without a trace. Ooh. So, really, just mind your own business. I feel like a lot of these stories, just mind your own business. You know? Um, now we move over to Venezuela, where uh, the story kind of began at the time of the colonialism. So everything else was kind of pre-colonial. This is colonial-colonial, which would be about 1700s. Um, it's believed that she was the spirit of a woman who perished in anger, anguish after the tragic loss of her children. Um, in this country, it's not clear whether she killed them or somebody else did. Um, but there are a lot of um, stories of families um, putting a wooden cross above the door. And it kind of acts, to, it, it keeps out all malevolent spirits. But since she's counted as that, it kind of protects you from her as well. Um and then finally we go to Puerto Rico. And again, woman named Maria, abandoned by her husband, left to raise two children alone. She kills always the children. Maria. It's always um, Maria. What? It's always Maria, the name Maria. Yes. It's a great name, but like it's always Maria, I've noticed, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I I like the name Maria. I just we, we need to get different names, guys. Yeah, it's like if it was like an uh, Italian guy, it was Tony. This, and then they, every story, it's the same name. I feel like also biblical names are a big thing, and I get that. But like, That's what true. happened to Ruth? Maria's close to Mary. You're right. Yeah, but I like Miriam. I like uh, Ruth. Rebecca. Esther. Esther. Yeah, it's good names. Eve. Yeah, there's a lot of good names uh, if you're taking it out of the Bible. I don't know why people just kind of stick to Mary, Maria, things like well, that. Well, she's number one. She is. If you talk about number one woman in the scriptures, I guess it would be Mary, yeah. And there was a girl I went to high school with named Magdalena. And that, Oh, like Mary. Yeah, like that's a gorgeous name. But to be honest, I don't know. The only biblical name, if I had to use one, probably be Eve. Eve. Yeah. Or Lilith. I like Lilith. Then that just makes me think of Frasier, though. Uh, well, nobody wants to think of Lilith uh, in Frasier. It was B.B. Newarth, I think? Yes. 
Um, but anyway, so she, uh, in this version in Puerto Rico, she actually wanders the streets. And you can see her near bodies of water, but you can also just hear her, like, through the city. Which I definitely don't want to be sleeping in the middle of the night and hear that. And I think the version my grandmother told me is she does walk through the street and you can hear her pass by your window screaming and crying. So, um, that was scary, but I wasn't too afraid of it because my grandmother lived on the 12th floor in um, the projects on Madison Street. So, if there was anybody walking by that window, they were already a ghost. Yeah, that's true. Kind of high up there. Yeah, it's pretty... You're not getting ghosts up there. Um, but of course, this also, uh, in in some cases, uh, people do tell the story. This is another version I heard that the children, she was watching the children and then she fell asleep or something distracted her and they were playing in the water and they drowned by themselves. That makes her more sympathetic. Right. It makes her. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't because then she's punished for being a negligent mother. Well, no one's perfect. Yeah. So, like, oh, because you were on, like, if it was told now, it would be like, oh, she was texting somebody and her kid drowned in a pool. Yeah, you know, the... so Juby and I, we, we, we do live in a, a little community and we get, you know, our parking lot is in the back is first come, first serve. And I've noticed a lot of times I drive into the parking lot the driveway of the parking lot, there's always children playing around and the parents always in their phone. I'm surprised more curses haven't happened. Yeah. I mean, and it's... Watch your kids. Please watch your kids. They're important. It's that and it's like, you know, when you go out to... And I don't really notice this, I guess, because we don't have kids yet. So, I mean sometimes if I happen to notice something, but we've been to pools or beaches or stuff. And I'm just, I see these kids that are doing stuff and I'm like, that is so dangerous. Why is nobody stopping this? And it's because the parents are just not paying attention. And like, you know, understandably so you might look down, you might look away or whatever, but I think, um, I guess it's just the idea of that negligence is just like, that's her punishment, you know? Um, some people, though, do feel like she was a, uh, she's a caution, she can be seen as a cautionary tale, she can be seen as evil. It really is just up to your interpretation of her. But, um, and of course, depending on the country. So, that's definitely one of the things that, it, it kind of varies depending on where you hear it and when it's supposed to take place. Um, and like I said, it's, it definitely comes it it began around the 1500s when the conquistadors were coming into these countries and kind of uh making their way around let's just say um but that is the story of la llorona this is a shorter episode than i anticipated but i think we got all the facts in sometimes we can go for an hour but sometimes we get the short ones like this because it's a pretty basic story, but it also, like, it's kind of fun to do a deep dive into her background and where she comes from and um, the different variations. I also think that we don't hear a lot. Like, we know this story pretty well in terms of, like, Mexican culture. Everyone knows Day of the Dead by now because that's been a big a Halloween um, thing. 
which is also celebrated in Puerto Rico, by the way. Um, as Frank found out during our wedding when we had our little Day of the Dead table. Yes. And I still have my little sugar skull candle. Um, so and then, uh, you um, obviously um, you had an Xbox. Um, what was that zombie game that we used to always play? Left for Dead. Mm-hmm. Remember the witch? Like she's always crying in the corner. If you fuck with her, she attacks you. Oh yeah, that kind of is similar. Yeah, to that. yeah, it's that's similar, true. right? I just thought of that. I'm like, I always thought the witch was so cool, but she's crying. And like, if you don't do anything to her, you know, she she leaves you alone. But if you fuck with her, she goes to you, and she goes to you hard. Yeah, there's a few. Um, that one is really hard. There's a few uh, ghost characters that do kind of sound like that. I mean, or like the concept of ghost women and children are a big thing, like Blair Witch. Yeah, she puts the kids in the corner, and then I, you know, she kills them or whatever. And it's like interesting that there's always kind of that connection. I think because some people, you know, feel like, oh, if a woman comes up to me, or if a child comes up to me, I'm safe. You know, like they they don't pose a threat. And then you know, in the ghost stories, um, they do. They clearly do. Yeah. I mean, and it's also you know, discussing, I guess, that kind of, uh, I don't know, like that, that doom to wander the earth for all eternity and never finding peace. That's gotta be, I think that's almost as bad as burning forever for all eternity. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to be Jacob Marley, like wandering for all eternity, being able never to uh, cross (laughs) over. Well, you know, the thing about that, though, that always bothered me is I'm like, did you get three ghosts and you just said, fuck it? Like, I got to make that money. Or is Scrooge just like the chosen one? How come Scrooge gets three ghosts? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure. It's 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 definitely interesting. I mean, some people could say it was just a dream, kind of like the Wizard of Oz or something like that. Um, I mean, I hope that somebody hasn't come up with a prequel and uh, it's Jacob Marley and at the end of it he just says nah fuck all you and if someone comes up with that prequel please do not be George Lucas just please. just don't or, or just don't do it at all but no I don't think I don't know maybe maybe Scrooge was one of the lucky ones maybe Marley he was too far gone but maybe deep down Scrooge did have something because I guess when you talk about spirit spirituality like your, or, like, even, like, since you brought up George Lucas, like, feelings don't lie, right? You know, those, like, your feelings are your feelings. That's true. So maybe whatever that mythology is in Scrooge, like, maybe the powers that be knew that Scrooge could be saved, whereas Marley couldn't. At least that's my theory on it. One day we will do a Christmas Carol. But maybe he, maybe that's why there. he goes after Scrooge to help him. Maybe they're like, okay, maybe it's, he was like Clarence in um, It's a Wonderful Life, but the complete opposite. Marley, if you save Scrooge, you know what? You're going to get to cross over and rest in peace finally. And Marley was like, done. You see how much we can get him to talk if we just get him on the right subject? Yeah, right. You see this? We will do Christmas. I think as when Christmas season, I think we'll start. Well, I would love to do a YouTube channel where we actually like do movie stuff because you hear if you've heard any of our podcast. I mean, we talk about movies and references and things like that. So definitely something we'd want to talk about. And Christmas Carol, best place to start because there are 
so many fucking versions so, of this movie. Well, that's public domain for you, so... Better. Yeah, that's true. If it's public domain, you're usually pretty good. Um, you could do your own. You could do your own. And we strongly urge you. you not to. We strongly urge you not to. But do it if you want. Um, this story actually was a movie. I haven't seen it. The La Llorona movie. Um, it looks like list. it's part of the... Uh, like, the same kind of conjuring world and Annabelle and all that which aren't bad movies per se I just don't I don't know I haven't really gravitated towards them I, I guess I stick to old horror more than anything else I thought Conjuring was alright I just with the Annabelle thing and I know they couldn't because they would have gotten sued I know they couldn't have a Raggedy Ann doll however for the love of God stop making the doll scary you could just make the like a regular I've seen dolls in fucking children's stores that are meant for children they're terrifying looking why are you gonna try so hard with the way Annabelle looks I never understood that yeah I do not like the fucking um cabbage patch dolls those things they try that's what I'm saying like you don't have to try that hard to have a doll that's clearly meant for children to be frightening oh yeah no, so I way too hard. But the performances were great. I, I gotta say, I, I liked. Um, I thought Patrick uh, Wilson was really good. I, I thought they were both. Um, and the other one, I always forget her name. Oh, the Vermiga. Yeah, uh, yeah, Vermiga, Vera Vermiga. Uh, she. They both were very good. Didn't look like um, the real people. If you guys ever watch uh, Changeling, um, they don't actually use the real people's names, but that's exactly. You'll see these two. This couple go into the haunted house and do some haunted seance shit. It was meant to be those guys, clearly, <laughs> and looked like them more than uh, uh, Wilson and Formiga did. Well, and there's also um, so the Curse of La Llorona, which was the movie that came out in 2019. James Wan did that one, and he was the one who created the Saw and Insidious franchises. Oh yes, yes, James Wan. And he has so our last episode uh, of this season whatever we're doing is actually going to be robert the doll so we'll get into a little bit more about haunted dolls too haunted dolls my favorite (laughs) big chucky fan if you well yeah that'll be definitely be brought up um i mean there is also actually i think this is in mexico the island of the dolls which is another uh this has become kind of a mexican the islands of misfit toys uh, well, in a way, if you watch BuzzFeed Unsolved's uh, case, they, they do go to this island, and it uh, it's dolls everywhere. The story of that island is that there was a man who, I think his daughter died, or he found a dead child that was drowned in the island, like near the island. And he brought a doll to keep her spirit company, and people keep bringing dolls to the island. So the island is overrun with dolls and spiders. Um, Terrible mixture. They yeah, we never want that half doll, half spider thing that Sid created in Toy Story One. Yeah, but like with an actual spider instead of like metal legs, because the metal legs are fine. I don't want to see spider legs. Um, and that movie, so that La Yorana Yorona movie also stars Linda Cardinelli, who is Velma, and Patricia Velasquez, who was Anaxonamun, and oh my God, Frank. Tuco's in it. Yeah? Yeah, Tuco's in it. Oh my god. Does the movie end with him shooting her? Because that would be fucking hilarious. 
It'll be interesting to see him not like wanting to murder everybody. Yeah, if you've ever seen Breaking Bad, the guy who plays Tuco Salamanca is uh, in the movie. I don't know. Again, I have not seen it. I don't know who he plays, but I don't think I will ever see him as anybody. Probably one of the angriest characters in like TV history. Yeah, he that, was... that could like you know harm people. I'm not talking like Archie Bunker, but he's like one of the <laughs> angriest people in in TV's history that I've ever seen anyway. Yeah, he uh that he had some anger issues. I don't think he should have been using meth. I think he should have been a weed dealer. Yeah, he he needed to calm down. He took a rest guy. There's also a play by a Mexican play- playwright named Josefina Lopez called Unconquered Spirits. And that Ooh. is a um, that uses La Llorona as part of the plot, and it premiered in 1995 in uh, California University's Northridge Little Theater. Um, then, of course, if you've seen the Disney movie Coco, uh, the folk song La Llorona is sung by Al- Elena Alana Ubach because she played Mama Imelda. Oh, didn't know that. And she was also in, uh, she's been in a few things, this lady. She was in Sister Act 2. She was in um, Legally Blonde. Meet the Fockers. She has a few characters. Oh, Gotham. She was in Jekyll. Oh, she had a few things there. But yeah, she's uh, she's the mother in, or she's Mama Imelda in Coco. Coco's fine. It's a cute movie. It was cute. The dog was cute. What? The dog was cute. The dog is very cute. I like the movie. I like um what's the main the the sad song? Remember me. That one's good. The regular one that they sing, the happy fun one. I can't say. The Poco Loco, I think. Yeah, I called. wanted to blow my brains out. Um yeah, the, yeah, there's there's songs that just don't like a lot of the frozen songs really don't do it for me. And I feel like Let It Go has been kind of all, it's been sung so many times and played so many times that it kind of lost its luster, I feel like. I think it's a good song, but like I, I don't like Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Like, So I get it. I get the idea. If everybody likes this song, and it's like, I, I, I don't know why. Enjoy it, but it's not for me. I think we're also doing an episode on the real Ice Queen story that inspired Frozen. Uh, she's the villain. Spoiler alert. But mm. uh, there was also a Guatemalan film in 2019 that came out. Uh, called La Llorona. That one was screened at the Contemporary World Cinema section in the 2019 Toronto Film Festival. And that one looks a little bit more like... Um, kind of the, the poster reminds me of What Lies Beneath, but it does take place in the 1980s. And it seems like there's uh, a lot of haunted activity. You know, water turns on and uh, lights flash and then you see oh. like the uh that's the really scary if you pay bills well that's if you can be turning my lights on and off and the girl who played that la llorona is uh she's been in a few things black panther um and some stuff in guatemala and then of course there's a another legend la llorona film released uh last january with danny trejo Oh, nice. Which is... I will I will try anything he's in. I don't think he's the lady, the weeping lady. Although that would be kind of funny. I kind of hope he is, though. In a wig, like... But instead of, like, drowning people, he just shoots them. Oh, Jesus. Or machetes them. He's really um, cool, Danny Trejo. 
And then, yeah, of course, literature. There's a lot of, uh, like, stories, short stories and stuff. You can see her in artwork. I put a picture, a few pictures on the Instagram. And uh, a lot of songs. Uh, songs cover La Llorona is the big Mexican folk song I talked about that was in Coco. Uh, that was written in 1941. And it's been covered by Javala Vargas, uh, Joan Baez, Lilia Downs, and Rosalia who is a um, Cotillion Spanish singer from Barcelona. I was going to say it like in the obnoxious way, but I think that was bad enough. Um, So definitely a few things. She's been in this. The character has been mentioned in Supernatural. Um, She's been in uh, appeared in Riverdale in a ghost stories episode, Craig of the Creek. Victor and Valentino, the TV series Grimm. But I do not see any mentions. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page to see if I see the mention for the witch in um... Left 4 Dead, but I think I'm grasping at straws. I don't know. I just kind of I don't know. I do see that, though. It makes so much sense. A little bit of a similarity. Like, why is she crying? Why, you know... Is it because she's a witch? I mean, you're a witch. That's really fucking cool. Like, what's the problem? Well, as long as you're not listening to our Salem episodes, because it becomes significantly less cool when they might kill you for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's not cool. I'm talking about, like, supernatural witch. But, yeah, it's not a pretty lady sad... lady that was hanged, unfortunately. I'm talking, yeah. like, real supernatural, like, oh, touch me with that news. I'll, I'll destroy you and everybody you love. Like that. That is a big thing with them. But thank you for listening. This is our 11th episode good place to end a uh, good story to end on uh, you can find us on Instagram oh and also I want to start shouting out some of the podcasts that uh, we follow on Instagram because uh, they have a lot of really cool stuff and stuff uh, in common with us most recently I listened to the Rick or Treat podcast uh, he did an episode on Shaun of the Dead which is That's one cool of name. the funniest zombie movies ever um, and it's part of a trilogy so you could do it's Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz, and oh my god, third one. I always forget the third one, too. Um, you know, it, And it's a great movie. What's good is it's not chronological, so if you just happen to come across, let's say you come across Shaun of the Dead for free, you can watch it. It's not like you're gonna they're completely different stories, so it's not like you're gonna miss something. And not, but watch all three because they are good, and I'm gonna get you this name. Hold on. One second. And I'm you can go on rickortreat.com. Uh, That's the website. Uh, also, he's on Spotify, Instagram, and uh, looks like Apple Music. So definitely go listen to that if you're if you're into um, podcasts, horror fix, things like that. We love horror films, obviously. Uh, I try to incorporate uh, the world's end. World end. Oh, right, because that's the end. drinking one. Yeah. So it's uh, Hot Fuzz, Shaun the Dead, the World's End. But like I said, they're not chronological. You can watch them in any way you want, but please watch all three. I think they're all good in their own way. And what's great about them is they each have a different horror aspect. So, like, one deals with cults and secret societies, one deals with zombies, and one deals with aliens. Yeah, very cool stuff. It's definitely, I mean, it's cool. Very English, too. Um, And the guest that he had on the podcast, I was just listening to it, too, and I just completely forgot. Um he had on the podcast a British comedian named Tom Short who has a um, 
you can follow him on TomShortComedy.com and TomShirt on Instagram. So follow them. Follow everybody we follow, Last Podcast and all that. And follow us on Spotify. Uh, the more followers, the better. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors. And I think that is it. You can find us on Happily Wedded Weirdos on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. And we will get our own website one day. And that's it for now. That's all. I'm Juby. I'm Frank. And we're Happily Wedded Weirdos. Goodbye. Bye-bye.